0: yeah. Bringing hope to many around the
1: globe Transforming lives into legacies Live In Word with Pastor Mensa Otebill over 2019 with
0: Pastor Mensah Otabel. Well, my friends, uh, God has brought us this far in 2019 and I want to welcome you to Cross Over 2019 to come and enjoy this moment of thanksgiving, of appreciation, of faith, of expectation, of desire, of purpose, and of achievement because I believe that as we see of one year and welcome the other, all of these must take place. We must be grateful, but we must also be full of faith. And we must anticipate the new year. Come with your family. Come with your loved ones. There will be an anointing service as we usher in the new year. And I believe that God who has brought you this far will take you through 2020. And you will see the favor of God in your life. Crossover 2019.
1: I'll see you there. Crossover 2019. Independence Square. 31st December. 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. See you there.
0: And now, today's word. My message simply is titled, Stand. Stand. And so I came in this morning to encourage you to keep standing. You've come this far by faith. And you didn't come far this far to quit. You have come by the grace of God. He has brought you this far. And just to make it to the end of December... Uh, in every year, 31st December, uh, is, is just something to be grateful to God for because there were many moments in this year when you felt like life was not worth it. But thank God you stood. So turn to somebody next to you and tell them, I'm still standing. I'm still here. I'm going nowhere. I'm still here. I'm still standing. Amen. To stand means to rise up. And to maintain an upright position. To rise up and to maintain an upright position. So when we say somebody is standing, it means they've made the effort to move from a lower level to a higher level. They've moved from a lower level to a higher level. And it means that they are maintaining an upright position. Chest out, legs firmly fixed and positioned. And God wants each one of us to stand And in Ephesians chapter 6 Verse 10 to 17 Which is going to be a passage I will preach on next year uh, But I'm just using it this last day uh, In another context But next year I'll preach on it in another context Ephesians chapter 6 Verse 10 to 17 uh, Says something about Fighting and standing. And this is what it says. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, "...against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your waist uh, girded with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace." Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now four times in this passage, the scriptures encourage us to stand. And we look at those uh, four statements and I'll group them into three occasions when the passage tells us stand. The first time we see the encouragement to stand is in verse 11. It says, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And in that context, it says if we're going to stand, we have to stand against something. So you're not just standing by standing, but you're standing in resistance. You're standing in opposition. You're standing against something. And what are the things that we're supposed to stand against? We're supposed to stand against whatever the devil throws at us. Whenever you take a stand for God, you have to deal with spiritual attacks. So Paul calls those spiritual attacks principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age, and he calls them hosts of wickedness. That means a lot of wicked stuff. So, For a person who resolves to live a holy life for God, there will be all kinds of things you have to stand against. The day you decide, I will stop smoking, somebody will smoke right in front of you. The day you say, I'll stop drinking alcohol, I'll not get drunk again, somebody is going to send you a nice bottle of wine, which you got this Christmas. The devil is a liar. That Christmas present was not from God. Because you had determined that you will not drink. And then they sent you a drink. It is something coming against you. The day you decide, oh, I'm going to live holy. Oh, I'll be faithful to my wife. Then somebody comes around and gives you a call. For the person who wants to build a good marriage, you have to expect that there will be evil powers that come against you. For the person who wants to succeed in your life's mission, there'll be all kinds of arrows thrown at you to bring you down. You have to make a decision that whatever Satan throws against you, you're going to stand. Whatever comes against you, you're going to stand. Whether it's a conspiracy of the devil Whether it's a principality coming against you Whether it's a power coming against you You're going to stand And you are here because the devil threw all kinds of arrows against you But here you are on 31st December Still standing Stand against everything that Satan throws against you Stand against the feeling that you are losing The feeling that you are losing Is probably one of your greatest enemies When people feel they are losing, they lose. When you feel it's not working, it won't work. When an athlete feels she or he is losing, their muscles will freeze up. When a football team feels it is losing, it concedes a lot of goals. You can have a football team playing, two teams playing, goalless. For a long time, nobody's scoring a goal. Everybody defending well. And then somehow, one team concedes a goal. And they just, the resolve breaks down. They start feeling they are losing. And the goals pile on, pile on, pile on. Almost as if one moment they are strong, the next moment they are weak. Because they have a feeling they are losing. If you think you are losing, you will lose. Never allow your mind to tell you that you are losing or that you've lost. You have to stand against that. If you feel somehow at this end of the day, you feel, oh, it's been a bad year for me. Oh, it didn't work out for me. Oh, life has been so impossible. Oh, I don't think I'm going to win. The devil is playing a trick on you. He's coming against your mind. He wants you to feel you are losing. And if you feel you're losing, you would lose. You have to stand against the spirit of weariness and tiredness. There's a story of a lady called Florence Chadwick. Florence Chadwick was a swimmer and the first woman to swim across the English Channel in 1950. And everybody hailed her as a great swimmer. She took on a challenge to swim from what is called Catalina Islands. It is off the coast of uh, California in the United States. And she was swimming from Catalina Islands to the mainland California. It's a 26-mile distance. Florence Chadwick, which is, who is a well, world swimmer, world class, everybody knew her as a formidable person, decided to take on this 26-mile swim. And as happens usually when you're swimming, you're not alone. There will be other boats, and there will be sometimes people, your coach, edging you on, keep on swimming, keep on swimming. So she starts swimming. And as she swam across, getting close to the California Uh, mainland, a fog developed. Thick fog, cloud. And she couldn't see. And she kept going and going, but she couldn't see. And people were encouraging her. Actually, her mother was in one of the boats near to her and telling her, Florence, go, Florence, go, Florence, go. But she couldn't see. And she felt like she's going nowhere. She felt she's not making progress. She's swimming in circles because she can't see the end. So somewhere in that whole effort when she's swimming and it's not that she's just exhausted but just she can't seem to, she feels she's losing so eventually she signals to the boat and says, I'm quitting, I can't swim any longer so they picked her up this is in 1952 they picked her up and uh, took her to the coast and when they took her to the coast she realized that she had swam for 25 miles and a half 25 and a half miles. She had only half a mile to go. And she was later interviewed and asked, why did you quit? She said, because I couldn't see the coast of California. I couldn't see it. If the devil wants you to quit, he will make you stop seeing it. That it's over, it's, it, it can't work again, the marriage is over, the business is over, your life is over, nothing is going to work. And when he puts that cloud in front of you, you may be the best swimmer, you may be the best athlete, you may be the most intelligent person, you may be uh, educated to the highest level, but if he forks your understanding, and you don't see it, and the fog just stays in front of you, and you don't see it, you're going to quit. And I came here to tell somebody this morning, you've swam for 25 and a half miles. What is left is less than what you have conquered. You have worked hard. You have labored hard. You have stood firm. You have survived adversity. You have overcome impossible situations. Stand! Because right across the street, there is a victory waiting for you. Right across the street, there is victory waiting for you. Right across the, the year, God is bringing you into something bigger and better. God is bringing you into fulfillment. You've, worked, you've done all the hard work already. Don't stop swimming. Don't stop running. Don't stop standing. Don't give up now. Tell somebody I'm still standing. And I will keep standing the greatest tragedies in life occurs when people work so hard and fail at the last moment because they are discouraged they are weary they've tried and tried and tried and tried and they feel like they've made no progress but i'm just here to tell you you are making progress you are swimming well you're standing strong Keep standing, keep swimming, you're making progress, you're going to get there. It's hard, your muscles are weak, the storms are getting against you, the fog is blinding you, you can't see. But as you keep swimming, you're getting closer and closer to your destination. Keep standing. So Paul says to us in Ephesians, stand against the wiles of the devil. The second time he tells us to stand is in verse 13. He says, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. Having done all to stand. Paul encourages us to withstand and to do everything we have to do to stand. Having done all to stand. If you're going to do, if you're going to stand, you have to do everything everything you have to do to stand do everything pull your intestines along pull your lungs along pull your heart along even when your muscles are tired let your heart keep beating having done all to in what Paul is saying is don't be half hearted about this thing don't be passive. Don't say, well, maybe I'll stand. Maybe I'll stand. Maybe it's good. Maybe it going be good. Maybe I'll make it. Maybe I won't make it. He says, do everything to stand. Do everything. So what are the things that we have to do to keep standing? We have to pray for grace to keep standing. We stand by grace. Pray that God will keep you. And keep you standing. You have to do a lot of prayer Because the battles of life require a lot of prayer And prayer for grace To keep standing Pray Seek God's face Don't only just pray But learn from people who kept standing Look for the people who kept standing And saw God's faithfulness in the end in the Bible you see many records of people who stood Abraham stood At 75 he was told he was going to be the father of many nations He's going to produce a, a great child A promised child Through his wife Sarah The experience was so profound He thought it was going to happen the next year I mean, how are you going to feel if God himself shows up and says, I'm going to give you a child? I mean, that's not just another human being saying it or your doctor saying, yeah, yeah, yeah it's possible you have a child. But God, Jehovah, comes and says, you have a child. You would think it will happen next year. 75, it didn't happen. 76, it didn't happen. 77, it didn't happen. 78, it didn't happen. 80, it didn't happen. Whoa, did I hear right? 81, it didn't happen. 82, it didn't happen. 89, it didn't happen. He says, I'm sure he said, now my 90th birthday, God will give me a birthday present. 90, it didn't happen. 95, it didn't happen. 96, it didn't happen. 97, it didn't happen. More than 20 years have gone. 99. Finally, God shows up and says next year about this time your wife Sarah will laugh and embrace a child from 75 you give a promise to an old man and then you wait another 25 years I mean what, what are we talking about here the man is old already but the Bible says Abraham staggered not at the promise of God Through unbelief But was persuaded That faithful is he who has promised Who also would do it Learn from Abraham Keep standing David Kept standing He was 17 years old In his hometown in Bethlehem One day a bearded man came He's called Samuel He says he's a prophet And he says God has told him to anoint David king If you are anointed king at 17 you think the next year You'll be on the throne And I'm sure he's rehearsing his wave you know How he'll wave as a king How he'll walk as a king He's beginning to imagine himself as a king But then life begins to get difficult for him He goes to face Goliath And then his father-in-law decides to Mess up his life and conspire The father-in-law Saul Actually gave his daughter to David To trap him What kind of father-in-law is that? And from then, he goes through the hardest period of his life. He's hiding in the wilderness. He's hiding in caves. At a certain point, he had to behave like a madman. He had to spit on his own beard. And and he's going through all of that from age 17 to age 30. And he became king. David stood. David stood. And you will stand too. The Bible is full of stories of people who stood. But for me, the person who stood most in my reckoning, I I appreciate Paul, I appreciate Abraham and David and all of those who stood. But listen to how Paul himself describes his story. And, And Paul stood, if you want to learn, this is what Paul describes himself. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 28. This is what He says, in labors abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often. In other words, I've been killed many times. Literally, it's no figure of speech. They stone him and kill him, and he comes out to life, kill him and comes out to life. So he says, I've died many times, in deaths often. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one, 39 lashes. <laughs> five times. And and when they lash you, those ones is not like the cane we used to be cane with in primary school. This 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 lash, when they lash you, it tears off your skin. People don't survive it once. He survives it five times from the Jews alone. Then three verse five, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked. A day and night I have been in the deep. In journeys often, perils of waters, perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, perils in the wilderness, perils in the sea, perils among false brethren. weariness and toil, sleeplessness, often in hunger and thirst, in fast and offering, cold and nakedness. Beside all these things, what comes upon me daily, my deep concern for the churches." But he stood Paul stood You will stand too You haven't received 39 lashes yet Have you? You've not even received it once You've not been beaten by rods You've not been stoned yet I mean a few enemies have come against you In perils, your neighbors, you know Your friends, your cousin is always making Life miserable for you Your business partner, just one business partner Is harassing your life Look at Paul. He stood. Tell the person next to you I'm going to stand. You have to learn from people who stood. Job stood. He says I know that my Redeemer lives. And he will stand at the last day. He stood. You have to do everything you have to do to stand. Stand. You have to keep standing. Keep standing. Pray. Learn. Stand. You may fall sometimes, but rise up again. You may be discouraged, but encourage yourself. You may cry, but you will laugh again. Weeping endures for the night, but joy definitely will come in the morning. Whatever has come against you will come to pass. Nothing is going to stay permanent in your life to destroy you. It is an arrow against you, but you will stand, you will overcome. You will be the head and not the tail. And for most of you, the things you've been believing God for the last 20 years, guess what? You are quite close to it it's just half a mile away it's just half a mile away and you are going to enter into it and you're going to see it don't quit don't quit don't quit don't quit stand still and see the salvation of the lord stand and the final place that paul tells us to stand is in verse 14. he says stand therefore i like it stand therefore Stand therefore means that after you have been, you have done everything to stand, just stand. So the the impression I get is, you know, somebody who is standing and he's wobbly in his feet, but stand therefore, still standing. I may be holding a walking stick, but I'm standing. My knees have been broken, but I'm still standing. I, I, I have been buffeted left and right and, and, and sometimes I feel I'm not strong enough but I am still standing. I am on the ropes. I've been giving blows but I'm still standing. It's my rope a Still standing. Still standing. So he says, stand therefore. 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 Stand, therefore, is a pastor. I don't even think I'm standing well. At least you are standing. You may not be standing straight, but you are standing. You may be bended, but you are standing. You may, you may feel like you are bending sideways, but you are still standing. No matter what the shape you are in, you are standing. Because sometimes in life, you don't stand straight, you stand bowed, you stand turned. You stand bleeding. You stand crying. But you're standing. And that's all God wants you to do. Keep standing. That's all Florence Chadwick needed to do. Keep swimming. My muscles are weak. Just throw one at a time. One at a time. One hand at a time. One arm at a time. And in a few minutes, even without seeing it, she would have inherited it. You don't see your way clear. Keep standing. He says, Stand therefore. Now, how do we do that? See yourself standing. See yourself standing. You've come through fire and through blood. See yourself standing. You know, sometimes in life, it looks like giving up is the easier one. I have mentioned this before. I said, It's like having a runny tummy. Sometimes you have a running stomach And you are somewhere in town And giving up is very easy Has it ever happened to you? You just feel like I should give up And then you think If I give up what will people say? Whatever energy you used (laughs) At that time not to give up Use the same energy Your mind is playing tricks at you And you're going through and say I can't handle another one minute Oh but you handled it Until you got to a safe place Thank God for safe places So you're going to stand Somebody say I will stand See yourself standing Put on the strength of God You don't stand in your own strength Stand one day at a time one day at a time. You don't imagine yourself standing for 15 years. That, that can be very traumatic for you. But just say, I'm standing today. That's all I'm doing. I'm standing today. I'm standing this moment. I don't know whether what the next 10 minutes will be, but for now, I'm standing. And then the next 10 minutes, I'm standing again. And then the next 10 minutes, I'm standing again. And next day I'm standing again And next week I'm standing again And next month I'm standing again You stand moment by moment There are some things in life That you don't have to have long term plan for I believe in long term strategy But sometimes survival doesn't need long term strategy You just need a short term strategy And the short term strategy is I'm surviving today That's all What's your f- plan for life? I'm surviving today. Don't you have a vision? It's for today. Can't you think of the next 20 years? If I do, I'll be discouraged. Because when you think about the next 20 years, all you're doing is projecting today for 20 years. And many times when you project today for 20 years, you'll be discouraged today. So all you need to do is to live and survive one day at a time. I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death, But I'll survive today. And let tomorrow come. It will take care of itself. I'll survive tomorrow too. And let tomorrow come and I'll survive tomorrow too. And let tomorrow come and I'll survive tomorrow too. And then there's one tomorrow after another tomorrow and another tomorrow. And before you realize it's one year. And then you turn back and you see... How God brought you through Now the thing that you thought Was the worst thing of your life You don't even think about it again You don't remember it again Because God brought you through the storm And took you to the end Of your journey How how many of you have gone through life Where you thought you would never survive And now you've even forgotten you went through it Oh yeah it's happened to all of us You just felt I can't take it any longer I can't take it now. You don't even think about it. It's not even a memory in your head. People, somebody has to remind you and say, do you remember 15 years ago when you went through this and you thought this is the greatest shame of my life? I'll never survive it. And look at you, you don't even think about it. Everybody will laugh at me. You've even forgotten about the people you thought will laugh about, at, at you. So I'm not saying survive for eternity. I'm just saying survive today stand today and stand tomorrow and stand next week and stand next month but one thing is certain: you're going to swim across that channel and you're going to get to the journey's end you are going to see the promise of God fulfilled in your life you will not be a failure you will not be a disaster you will not be a disappointment you will not be you will not be You will not be a disgrace. You will not be a disappointment. You will not be a failure in life. You will not be. You will not be a statistic of those who failed. You will be a testimony of those who succeeded. Somebody is going to look at you five years from now and say, Your life inspired me. I watched you. And so I could live my own life. I watched you. I saw how you stood. I saw how you survived. I saw how you stood firm. And I determined I will also stand firm. Because somebody is taking inspiration from your life. Just keep standing. Because God is not finished with you yet. Somebody say, I'm standing.
1: 2019 with Pastor Mensah Otabel.
0: Well, my friends, uh, God has brought us this far in 2019, and I want to welcome you to Crossover 2019 to come and enjoy this moment of thanksgiving, of appreciation, of faith, of expectation, of desire, of purpose, and of achievement. Because I believe that as we see of one year and welcome the other, all of these must take place. We must be grateful, but we must also be full of faith And we must anticipate the new year. Come with your family. Come with your loved ones. There will be an anointing service as we usher in the new year. And I believe that God who has brought you this far will take you through 2020. And you will see the favor of God in your life. Crossover 2019. I'll see you there. Crossover 2019. Independence Square. 31st December. 9 p.m. to 1 a.m.
2: See you there.
1: Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebile, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebile, email otebile at centralgospel.com or call 233-302-688-000.
3: The discerning ear and The spirit of radio Bring lots of cheer Sweet, sweet stereo Oh boy Oh boy, oh boy That must surely be joy Give
4: it
0: to That is great joy Joy 99.7 That is great joy Great joy
2: Joy, thank you for all
1: Sunday it is, and uh, all praise and glory to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I'm ever so excited this morning to be part of your morning. And uh, wherever you find yourself, well, maybe it may not be morning for everyone. Maybe very, very uh, late at night, you know, in other places, afternoon other places. There is no night in Zion. All praise and glory to God for your life and for Deciding to keep your dials on joy, 99.7 FM. Just gone by, as usual, Reverend Dr. Mensah Otterbill, with a very powerful uh, message. Stand to all, but stand. Make time with him same time next year, which will be next week. (laughs) After the news at 12, also every weekday. Uh, here on Joy ninety nine point seven, you're sure to have Living Word. Now, though, it is time for me to bring you the reason. Is Jesus is your inspirational, uh, spirit filled program that draws you closer and closer to your Maker, ensuring. Uh, That you're living a life that magnifies the Lord David said, oh magnify the Lord with me With me exhort his name He also said, bless the Lord, oh my soul And all that is within me, bless his holy name I believe you're saying the same thing to yourself this morning No matter how things have gone with you you can afford to say bless the Lord oh my soul and all that is within me May the Lord bless you again my name is Mike near still with a time exactly at 38 minutes after 7 I welcome you to the reason is Jesus you stick and stay with me Israel uh, who sing your presence is heaven to me and that's exactly Uh, what my feelings are my my emotions are telling me right now, my spirit is telling me right now, that is the only place I want to be in his presence in his presence alone.
3: God tells Moses, take these people and go here I love Moses' response in Exodus 33, he said there's just no way we're going to go God unless your presence goes with us he understood that in the presence of God is fullness of joy is strength for the journey that God had just asked him to go on and I realize sometimes in church it's it's great to get under the shower of his presence but, but I don't want to leave this place without his presence going with us I need his presence Monday morning I need his presence Tuesday on the 7585 freeway and God responds and says I will personally go with you and our prayer this morning needs to be God let your presence so consume us that we walk in it daily not just on Sunday not just enough to get through today but the overflow of your presence thank you Jesus Can we just lift our voices, lift our hands? Just tell them I need your presence, Lord. Let's sing this out together this morning. Who
4: is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Matchless love and beauty. my say it with me, but Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry, with hands lifted high, let's sing it. your presence is here. this morning you're my desire desire your presence, Lord. We're not here just for a service or just to sing songs, God. We're here to seek your face, the living God, the one true living God. Come on, you're the desire of our hearts, O oh Lord. Let's sing it together. All my days on earth I will away. The moment that I see you face to face Nothing in this world will satisfy But Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry Let's lay it down and sing it, come on Nothing in this world will satisfy But Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry
1: Yes, your will be done, your name be glorified, and your children be blessed. As always. We say. Yeah.